Can you hear me still? Oh, yeah. It sounds funny now. Talk one time. Like new money. I don't hear you. You don't hear me? Uh Uh-uh. You're not plugged in. Well, by now. Yeah, I hear you now. (laughs) I I had adjusted you. (laughs) You turned me off, didn't you? (laughs) I adjusted your headset because I plugged your mic in four. And I turned, I didn't know you were still in two, so I shut you down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Let's, we gotta we gotta address a serious matter here. Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are we living in the worst deer hunting state? Absolutely. Is South Carolina the worst deer hunting state there is? Hundred and ninety percent. So you gotta think. We get three deer tags, and they only give you from August fifteenth to January first to kill them. Yeah, that's um, and and if you yeah, I mean lower state, you know. But where we live, August 15th, that's not that great of time, you know. Illinois' four-day shotgun season ain't got nothing on our, what is that, five-month deer season. But uh, So, they give you three deer tags and, what, five doe tags off the rip? Mm-hmm. And then you can buy, how many doe tags can you buy? You get, you get three buck tags, two doe tags when you buy your license. You can buy two extra buck tags. And they're, like, restricted, though, right? Four points one side, 12 inches wide. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you can buy four more doe tags. And if you buy them for it, they're nice enough to give you two free that can only be used in games on three or four because oh. those are higher deer yeah. population yeah. areas in South Carolina. So six more. Plenty. 13. <laughs> you can shoot 13 unless you get, like, landowner doe tags that are for clubs and such as that. Yep. Like if you were almost like a depredation permit or whatever. Yep, yep. Okay, so you figure, I don't know how many people are here, but I mean, I, I like to I like to feel my tags. You yeah. like to feel your tags. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I try to shoot nice deer. You try to shoot nice deer. Mm-hmm. But, buddy, after about the fourth spike, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, let's change up here. If I was, if they put me in charge of South Carolina DNR for about a week and a half, the first order of business is we'd take that season. We'd have us a three-day velvet season, bow only. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometime in August. I like it. Then we'd stop August 1st, both season come in, run from August 1st to February 1st. Season's a lot better January, February. Right. October 1st, February 1st, both season. Gun season, December 1st to, say, January 1st. That way you get your October and November bow only, which is going to drop the amount of deer that's killed drastically. Yeah, I agree. Most of the people that bow hunt in South Carolina, they as soon as gun season comes in, they're done. They're going to put their bow in the closet and wait till next year. Yeah, the only reason they shoot a bow is for 15 days. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then on, on top of that, which I think it's all related, uh, which, you know, car insurance companies and farmers that sell corn and stuff like that will absolutely hate this, but they, they I think they, they cause one another. I mean, the, the number of tags and the length of the season and you being able to hunt a rifle for – september 1st all the way to january 1st I, I feel like that's that's the reason so many deer are killed and so many smaller deer are killed if you was only limited to one buck tag and five does you still kill five does and you got to be selective with that one buck and see it's easy to go get in a cut down around here because where we're at is majority timber land and you go getting on a cut down it's got a cornfield right down the road but you get in a cut down to take a tractor and bush hog you a lane and put your ladder stand up dump five bags of corn out and you can shoot any deer in that cut down if you want to yep. i mean it's yep. it's it's not that hard to do you play the wind right get back about 225 yards it's and easy. eat crackers and drink a pepsi until he steps out five minutes before dark you know he's done 
but uh but i mean heck i, I did it for a while you know but uh, it's an effective way to kill deer it I really mean, is if you want to kill deer that's the way to do it but uh i really think there needs to be i don't know how we would combat it but there needs to be a change or we will always be the oh that's a nice 15 inch eight pointer state yep. i mean and you gotta you gotta hunt to kill it now like i said once in a blue moon there's nice deer being killed and there's big deer being killed all the time but there are a lot of times they're in the soybean fields they just dropped their velvet they hadn't even got on a pattern right yet and they were shot at 382 yards <laughs> old boys watched him from his truck for three nights in a row but well i mean you could like one piece of property down there in the lower part of the state of south carolina you could have your entire deer season done in a couple of days because for the fact that I mean, on a good bean field, all your deer's coming to it. I mean, it's the one, one bachelor group liable to have every I'm gonna call shooter on your farm in one group, right? And if if you just look up and catch them in the daylight, I mean, not saying everybody would, but I mean, you can shoot. I think maybe two bucks a day. You can shoot two bucks a day and be over in a week. Hundred percent. And it's it really opened my eyes once we started traveling for deer on just how how better the other states were, how more tighter and tougher their rules were and how stricter they were but but overall i mean we we do pretty good like i mean i got i got 140 inch south carolina deer you know uh that's my best deer i've only killed one you know and i've hunted every year a ton of times during those years and uh but we me and you both managed to shoot pretty nice deer i mean i was lucky enough to kill three decent bucks this year i know you had a, a heck of a season i was holding that last tag out for one buck and and I'll be honest with you, we got back from Oklahoma, and I just kind of give up. But Midwest has that effect. Oh, Almighty, it's you can go out there and see more more good deer in one sit, and you see in South Carolina all year long. I mean, all it takes is one doe. I mean, you see get a good doe around here, and you're gonna see three cow horns, a four point, and a 15 inch wide eight point. You know what I mean? Right. But we did. Uh, I mean, we did some public land grinding. Me and Grayson did. He talked me into it, and man, I'll be honest with you. I ain't been this hard up about a deer in a long time, but son, it was, it was hitting the rivers and and walking miles and hanging stands and getting down, hanging another stand and and flushing deer out left and right. And man, it was a it was a, it was a learning experience, no doubt. We looked up and found the way I always break it down when I go to the Midwest is if I we were there, what we're gonna be there ten or twelve days, yeah, maybe more if need be. So we found a. I'm just going to break it down. We found a power line. I found a power line and got on it where I could see a long ways. So I'm like, hey, I grew up bow hunting. I know, hey, I got to get them within 50 yards. So I got on this power line and I say, I'll sit here and wherever these deer end up crossing at, I'll just slowly get closer and closer until they realize it's it's too late when they realize it. And that's what we've done. Chipping away at them. Man, the first sit or two, I mean, I want to say I had three or four. I'm going to say shooter deer, 125-inch deer better three or four in bow range that i just couldn't get it done either come by too fast or turned off in the thick stuff and i want to say in four or five days i mean i had seven or eight shooters in bow range couldn't kill none of them i just looked up and got by and then i uh, finally found a good candidate and and grayson pointed out a few spots because i was still in missouri and uh i was hating to eat tag soup but it, that's just how it played out and and I was like, you know what? I seen the shooter we were after the last day I was in Missouri, and he was like 80 yards and just didn't do it. And I was like, man, what you think? You think I ought to stay one more day? And Grayson was like, how long you been there? <laughs> if he ain't going to do it, he ain't going to do it. And I was like, yeah. Well, I skipped a pretty big part, too. So drive, leave work at lunchtime on, a, I believe, Thursday. 
oh, Wednesday, yeah. drive 15 and a half hours to Oklahoma, sleep at a rest area, go put my camouflage on at the piece of public we were going to hunt, walk into the woods to a spot that I'd e-scouted. I'd, I'd been on this public land before, but it was in October. It was early season. Deer hunting was different. Walk in, just so happened to find a hot doe that wanted to bed up under my tree and ended up missing a giant at 35 yards. Was chasing this deer around, hit like six limbs on the way to him. And I called Blake, I'm like, man, there's a 150 inch deer that I just shot at and missed first sit. And he's like, all right, well, I'm pack my stuff up and come on in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, man, let me call Grayson. I told him the whole situation. I was like, you think I ought to stay one more morning and just try it? And he was like, man, look, I just walked in, 150 inch ran under me and I missed him. And I was like, all right, well, Nick, I got to go. <laughs> and uh, packed up, and I actually just got an e-bike, and I bought an e-bike rack on the way down there. Got there at like midnight. But we, we packed up and got uh, got settled in the Airbnb, and then that next morning we shot out into the woods. And, and I was honestly, like, honest, did not know what to expect. I mean, I know it's public land. I've never traveled to hunt deer other than last year I went to Missouri once, and I had been to Texas before. So like I'm I'm very I'm a virgin at this stuff and we get there and you're like yeah I dropped a pin try this try that I'm going here and I walk in it's like I mean I sound like a blinded wombat going through them woods and I got in a tree and I was already pissed I was like I'm not gonna see nothing like this is a joke and sure enough you text me it was like three does small buck just come by I'm like God dog and next thing I know I look down and there's two does walking from me. A 10-point come by like 89, 90 yards, and I was like, God darn, here we go. How <laughs> I many deer we see that morning? What? Uh, I want I want to say you seen 15 or 20, and I seen yeah. about 25 to 30. Yeah, I thought we seen close. To, you seen 30 on that power line side. And we had everything that could go against us go against us. Just so happened duck season come <laughs> in while we were out there, and everybody knows how duck hunters are. They have... Yeah, and I'm not going to go there, but <laughs> anyway, they shoot every wood duck down the creek from one end of this public to the other, and it's not even public that you're supposed to be on with a gun. Yeah, this is bow only. Bow only deer property. <laughs> it's a deer unit. But so I tell Grayson, because we hadn't had, I mean, nobody was there. And uh, I was like, man, you sure we can hunt here? You know. <laughs> and, and sure enough, I mean, I, we actually called a game warden. Everything was good, but I'm sitting in a tree, and I see headlight coming. I'm like, uh-oh. And, uh, you know, I didn't move my saddle and all. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill that 10 when he comes by me today. And uh, see headlights coming. And I'm like, I text Grace. I'm like, yo, yo, somebody, somebody's walking in on me. And he was like, shiny light. And, you know, they were being loud and breaking limbs and stuff, walking down the edge of the creek. And I get my light out, and I'm flashing it at him. He looks. I flash it at him some more, about 200 yards. And they just keep on like I didn't even matter. And I was like, well, darn. I said, well, that's, that'd be all right. You know, them deer everywhere, they might flush something to me. And, buddy, when it broke daylight, I heard a little, and sure enough, they lit into them wide open. And, son, I didn't see a deer in that little zone for the rest of the trip. They ruined it. And I, we was hunting like a little buck brush area. I mean, the, the brush was almost, it was taller than the deer, but it was almost too thick to even see them. But, golly, they, they felt like they were, you know, hid and so comfortable in there. It worked good because we could see them, but they couldn't. See, they had to yep. like call, and we did a lot of calling out there, and the deer had to come to us to be able to see, just for the fact they couldn't. I mean, we could see them, but yep. uh, next year it'll probably be different, where you won't be able to see any of the deer we were seeing. We'll be hunting the outskirts, mm-hmm. so. But but I mean, I could. I was finding that out. I could call, and they weren't paying a ton of attention to our calling. But once you got it within that bubble, they really come and checked it out, and. 
I had multiple bucks that would get to about 50, 55 and hang up. And the brush was either too thick or they just wasn't giving me a good shot. Does would come by, they'd hook up with them and run. So, I mean, it was it was a constant battle you was trying to play there. But We had too many deer. <laughs> we had several times where a Durham buck would be headed to us and hit a group of does that he yep. had no clue was there. And he'd take off with the does and we'd never see him again. And, I mean, we were seeing... I don't think one morning I seen close to 15 different bucks and I never, other than two or three deer, I'd never seen the same buck twice. I mean, they were sure enough cruising. I mean, it was, it was, I don't know how we didn't. I mean, we were real close. I mean, a couple of small decisions away from being tagged out like day two on, oh, yeah. on four good bucks in Oklahoma. It just, it didn't work out to our advantage. And I was being super picky. I was, I mean, I was actually, when you're seeing that many deer, you, you're, it's not like, hey, a buck finally come by me on public and I'm going to shoot him. I mean, we'd seen so many. I was like, I don't know what's – like, I felt like it was a box of chocolates, you know. <laughs> I said, what are we going to see, you know. So I just kept waiting and waiting. I had multiple deer, nice deer come by. And I was, you know, floating at 120 range. And I was like, man, I just want 130, 135 up. And uh, and sure enough, it, it never happened for me. But we started moving around a little bit and learning the property more and more. And we actually had a guy <laughs> – I'm sitting in the stand, and it's in the evening. We've hunted about all all day, and I, I we had just got back in the tree, and here come a four-wheeler across the public. I said, Dadgum, this is game warden, boys. And I told Grayson, I said, you see that? And he's like, yeah, I just seen him. And sure enough, the guy ended up hunting. And uh, we seen him. He rode out, and we tried to stop him. He just blew right by us. And uh, anyways, we started you know, closing in on him, almost like we were targeting him. We was trying to figure him out. And he had a fuller trail in there, and he was actually baiting on the public. And uh, had a cell camera. Yeah, up. I mean, he like had a full blown blind. He lived in the neighborhood stands. near there, and was driving a folder from his house to the middle of this public land, parking his folder fifty yards from the tree, and climbing up. Typical crossbow hunter. Yeah, and he was hunting with a crossbow, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. But uh, so I was like, well, darn. Run every deer in that little block out. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. know how. I don't know how we. You could definitely tell whenever the the duck hunting and the i'm gonna say the neighborhood feller whenever he they started acting up the deer went from seeing i mean we were still seeing deer but it wasn't like the the original first morning yeah. bucks and does everywhere i mean we it, didn't go 15 minutes without hey blake there's a doe over here or there's a buck over here i mean it was it was wild in first about two days and then we hit weekend yeah and, yeah we were in during the week then and then once the weekend hit it it definitely put a damper in it and then we were hunting back in the week and it was getting better and better and better and better. And then that was like when you shot yours, uh, I had actually changed stands because I had quit seeing deer where I was at and kind of moved around. And we were closing in on, on the deer Grayson was seeing. And soon, man, I had just gotten a stand. And this joker FaceTiming me. I was like, what? I opened FaceTime up. He's like, I just got him. I shot him. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> so I finally had a – I actually seen him the day before. He's one of the very few I've seen more than once. But – had a good buck come by right at daybreak, uh, go by gap, a fence gap, 35 yards. Couldn't tell if he was a shooter until after he got through the gap. And uh, he got by me and then seen a really good deer chasing a doe um, across in, on the other side of the power line. There's a CRP field to kind of run in. And uh, I was blowing on a grunt tube like a trumpet trying to get him to come <laughs> over there. And <laughs> I reckon it was another buck he uh, uh, that was chasing that doe. He come in and I shot him at about five yards. He was... <laughs> That crowd had taught me, and I don't never put dopey on my boots, but they taught me into doing it. And that buck had smelled it and was coming to find that doe. And 
I shot him at about five yards. He run and crashed and piled up. And I called Blake. I was like, man, there's something. There's some bucks over here. So I climbed out the tree and drug my deer to the bottom of the tree to hide him. And Blake come running through the CRP, come and got into the tree I was in. And I went to town and got me a, a sandwich and some grits. And, yeah. I stuck it out. Seen a few more deer. But, but yeah, like the dopey. I mean, we don't do – my dad's told me stories about how he's done it. Like, because we can't do the real estrus anymore. It has to be synthetic. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, you know, telling me about the good old days or whatever when he's had luck. And I just never have done it. And, uh, man, we were out there, and old boy was like, yeah, I got some – what do you say? It come from a deer farm or something? Yeah, they, like, like milked this dough piece yeah. this dough on a deer farm. Because me and Blake went and bought some cheap stuff from Walmart. <laughs> and he's like, man, I can't believe y'all are using that. And I'm like, well, I didn't know there was a – I didn't know you had a secret dough pea farm that you was getting yeah. it from right down the road here. But sure enough, that buck comes straight to it. He hit that dough pea, and he was coming to the bottom of the tree. And if I didn't shoot him at five yards, I'd have had to shoot him at two. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he was – He was coming to them sticks, <laughs> Oh, boy. yeah. Yeah, he, he was about to learn how to use that aider. Yeah, he was about to come in the tree with me. I'd have hated to know what he'd have done to me. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he smacked that deer, and, and I, I got in the stand, seen a few deer, and we got down, got the deer out, and I moved a couple sets around, and, and Grayson started, you know, then since he had punched a tag, he was – You there, get two buck tags in Oklahoma, yeah. so I wasn't done. I was just Right, so you, was, you know, now we're starting to do more scouting, hunting. So I'm like, all right, I'm trying to punch a tag. So we've seen so many bucks. I jump in Grayson's tree, and now he's bouncing around trying to find new spots. And this spots. tree was a morning-only spot, really. I mean, you would, you would see 25 deer in the morning. You'd see four in the evenings. Just I'm not real sure why it was like that. But we just, every morning, I told Blake, and he agreed. He was like, hey, we need to sit there every morning until we go home. You'll kill something. Something yep. will happen with, with doing that. and. That's what we're doing. I just take my climber and go around and find new spots and trying to find a spot like this because it was really and truly the we were seeing deer in other spots, but you'd you'd see a cow horn and a doe, and then you'd go over here and you'd see twenty five deer and four of them would be shooters. Just, right. We just needed another like red zone, yes. so to speak. But uh, and I think we'll we'll get that you know as we gain more and more years of intel but and I, we probably could have found them better but and then again i didn't want to cut blake off going to this spot in the same way in the beginning with him he didn't yeah. want to we didn't want to be hunting the same deer right because it didn't do me no good to see a deer that blake was going to see or vice versa at this yeah, point just trying to broadcast our best shot but uh but <clears throat> fast forward you know we hunted a few more days and learned a few more things and it started winding down to the be- uh, last day of that trip and and I was kind of bummed out. You know, he hunted with our buddies. They went on a – oh, <laughs> they went on a piece of property, and he had a chance at a deer. And um, uh, a few more deer come out, and I, I actually hunted over there one evening, seen a couple does. But it was slow over there, just like every other spot. But that one tree, we were still seeing deer. So I was like, look, as much as I want to hunt with them boys, I'm I'm going to go get back in that other tree. And uh, sure enough, that next morning is the last morning we were there hunting. And – uh buck come out and uh there was a small buck in front of me and i looked way up there on that power line and i could see a, a big body deer and i was like oh that's a shooter and i throw the binoculars up he's he saw it 140 inches i mean he had big big bases big beams and anyways i throw a grunt out i was like grayson just you know felt like i was playing for the high school marching band or something on a trumpet trying to get that dude over there and he walked off into the woods and i was like what and this little buck's still in front of me, like 80 yards, looking like, what's this dude doing? Well, he starts, like, middling off, and that I look up on the power line, and that buck's making a beeline to me, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. And he sees the little buck, and he starts like a trot. 
and little buck runs on off into the woods well he's still beelining to me and he gets about uh 90 85 90 yards and and three does bust out in front of me and stop in the power line and look at him well what does he do he just makes ground up on them and then runs in behind them i draw back i was i was like yelling at him as i was drawing and he stopped like halfway in the woods halfway out and i punched the trigger and as soon as i punched it he was already gone after the does again and you know that just kind of poked the balloon on me and let the air out of me but uh <laughs> but i mean it was a good hunt and everything we had i mean especially public land i didn't have a clue what to expect but but far as like traveling for deer that's something i've never done like grayson's always like i'm killed him in this state and this state and this state and this. what are you trying to do 20 states and how many you got left 10 10, yeah, 10 i'm halfway left. And you'll you'll learn to like growing up in South Carolina. You watch TV. Hey, everybody's in the Midwest, and you go out there, and that's what we look forward to. I mean, I still like hunting in South Carolina just because I like deer hunting. But you can ask my wife about about the middle of September. I I go to well, I'm probably not going to corn this stand anymore. I'm not going to hunt here just because I'm I'm starting to put stuff in boxes and tubs to go to the Midwest to yep. have fun for a week and a half, two weeks. So. And which, you know, a lot of people think I hunt for a living, and they probably think you do the same. But yeah. uh, I actually just got a job, fortunate enough to take a lot of time off, and I took 29 days off starting the end of October, and I went back to work right at Thanksgiving, make a little double time and a half, you know. But uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Missouri a few days, actually hunted in Kansas with a buddy, and we ended up killing Cowboy. I'm sure you all have seen a few of that stuff, and if you haven't, you'll probably hear that story soon. But uh, just crazy, gigantic deer, probably the biggest deer I ever put my hands on. And then leave there, try to punch the tag in Missouri again, no luck, drive down to Oklahoma, hunt nine days with Grayson, staying in a, a a wooden tent, you might as well say. Yeah, I had a futon like to cripple me. I was eating Tylenols <laughs> like M&Ms, trying to be able to walk in the mornings. Had to get new soles in the boot. <laughs> yeah, wore my soles out. Mile and a half walk every day, every yeah, morning. We forgot the... Uh, so I went whenever I was looking for new spots. I found we found one spot I really want to check out. Whenever we go back, it was a. I'm not sure if you. It wasn't a gas line. There was a water line for the city, county, whatever. But they had a road that was cleaned up. <clears throat> I walked like a mile back in the woods through some deer to get to this spot, and I get to it, and there's rubs everywhere, scrapes. I mean, it's it's one of the spots that you when you see it and you're a deer hunter, you know this is it right here. This is what you've been looking for. Yes, I climb up in the tree, and I ain't there but about 45 seconds. And, and this I, joker FaceTimes me. <laughs> I I just got to the tree. You know, I'm settled in, ready to shoot, and he's FaceTiming I don't me. ever FaceTime unless I shoot a deer. Yeah, and I'm like, actually, like two or three rings go by, and I'm under my breath, this mother, you know. How is he so freaking lucky, and why can I not kill a deer? So I open it with a, a you know, a halfway grin, and this dude's in the truck with some spanish fella he don't speak he speaks very little uh english he speaks just as much english as i speak spanish but they had been paid to cut this right away and it just so happens they cut it once a year and they decided to do it the afternoon i was gonna try to deer hunt it but i told him i was like hey man you messed my hunt up luckily the foreman spoke english i said you messed my hunt up I said, how about give me a ride back to the truck? That one ain't got to walk. And he was like, okay, I can do that. So I throw my climber on the back of the truck and pile up in their truck to uh, get a ride out. And they rode through some big uh, plant site. And I'm just out riding, having a good time. I said, I'm the FaceTime. Blake, ain't no way he's going to believe this. <laughs> I just knew 
I mean, we all abide by property lines and we all use GPS and stuff. But when you're out there, there ain't no telling, you know. I mean, if you happen to be this line, this property line no longer exists or something, you know, that it is possible. And I'm thinking, ain't no way, Grace. And he first thing he says is, I'm going to jail. And, I, <laughs> and he pans the video and there's 40-ton dump trucks and excavators. And I said, oh, my God, he's going to jail. <laughs> And I just knew I was going to have to get out of that tree, and I wasn't going to get a shot at a deer. And, and then he finally told me the real story. I said, oh, man. And this is like day seven. And I asked him, I was like, how much longer are y'all going to be in here? And he was like, two more days. I'm like, well, that's the end of the hunt. And yep. you run into that. I've run into it a couple times in the Midwest. You drive all the way out there to a piece of public you found on your phone on Onyx, and you get there, and they're, they're cutting corn around it, or it looks nothing like what it's supposed to look like. Right, and that's – I mean, I don't know how fast the GPS – stuff updates but like onyx recently released that recent imagery Mm -hmm. and i've had to take up using that because just like around here when you hunt the public around here that stuff might have been pines last year now it's a clear cut Mm -hmm. and i mean rut might be good but or same thing with turkeys you might know you can get on turkeys there or you know it's flooded now or it's burnt somebody had a burn special out west when they're hunting mule deer and stuff they'll have a, a wildfire or such but basically that was our our highlights of the year and uh it was as, it was as good as a midwest trip as you can have we, yeah honestly i mean public land too you know yeah it was good i mean we learned enough on this trip too that you could go back we could go back i should say next year and be in the game from day one i'd assume that tree the, I don't know what we need to name that tree. It needs a name, but you could hunt that tree every year for the next 40 years and probably shoot a rack buck in that tree. Thinking about it, um, you know, the last block of woods we, we passed before you hit the CRP, mm-hmm. and then you go through the CRP and hit that tree, mm-hmm. I think there would be a good observation sit too, just a little west of where I was sitting. But, uh, but yeah, 100% would be in the money on day one. Um, and I think over time we'll eventually get to be able to – do that in multiple states mm-hmm. we got a few more states on the list uh i don't want to give anybody any ideas because it seems like a lot of people follow my footsteps and and some people beat me to the punch florida florida's <laughs> got big deer florida and south carolina if yeah, you want to travel you, and kill giants come florida and south carolina they everywhere if you don't believe me just go hunt in the woods yeah yeah they are everywhere now but uh but i think i think this year coming is going to be super i mean we're going to be doing a lot of boat hunting and and that's B-O-A-T, not B-O-W. We're going to be doing both. Yeah. But uh, I know them Seek One guys, man. I really want to try the suburban side of things. I just I just can't figure it out, you know. I try to stay away from the suburban crowd. Most of them <laughs> don't, don't get along with me, <laughs> vice versa. I'd love to, but that is a, that is a tough market. But yeah. uh, but I think here in the next couple of years, it'll be, it'll be, hey, man, where you want to go? And then we'll just pick a state and go and, and probably within that five days kill a kill a really nice deer and i'd say that for anybody that goes to the midwest if you're hunting public land i mean you see everybody do it and make it look easy it's not as easy as what everybody makes it's definitely different if you can kill a deer in south carolina you can kill them out there but like what me and him did we we knew we had x amount of days we day one observation sit i'm gonna sit here because i can see a long ways and it, it makes it's common sense. If you sitting somewhere and you see a block of trees and five deer go by this block of trees, hey, I probably need to put a tree stand in that block of trees right mm-hmm. there. And then you sit there and you either kill something or you see another block of trees that 10 deer go to. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's common sense when you get out there. I mean, you can find deer. It just But it's, you just can't have that mindset of like, hey, I'm hunting in the Midwest. I should shoot a 180. Yes, that, there's 
I mean, it put it into perspective when I was hunting with Kyle, and of course we were chasing a 200 inch deer, but it's been four years since he killed a deer, and the last deer he killed was 181. So in four years, he has not shot a deer. And I'm thinking like, well, darn, I killed three this year and killed two last year. And, you know, I was, okay, this is it. This is a little tougher than what I'm thinking. That's what and, happens when you get one buck tag that yeah. you get. There are two buck tags for some states. So. You start really putting in the focus on a nice deer. Or, I mean, it's all on what you want. I know a lot of people say you can't eat the horns. That's why you got doe tags. But, uh, you know, it's all on what you want on that side of thing. But far as means of hunting, what about saddle hunting versus a lock-on? <laughs> so, I'm a very – I've, I've, I've got a saddle. I've hunted out of three sits in my life, and it's a pretty nice one. Killed a possum behind my old house when I was trying it out out of it. Uh, first sit in Kansas, seen a handful of deer, and the third sit I shot a 150-inch 10-point out out of one. So, they're cool, I reckon. <laughs> but if I could have got a lock-on in that tree I shot the big deer out of, I'd have killed him out of a lock-on. Yeah, there was just good. no way. So, it's got its place. It's another tool in the toolbox. I tell you, I have – I got introduced to it just because I went to Missouri, and I, I did not have a climber because this is me – a rifle hunter coming into the whole bow hunting aspect it only took like eight years yeah being my friend. Yeah. well i mean i was hard up on a duck too so you know deer was like hey duck season not in in october so i'm gonna shoot a couple deer and then get back on the ducks but finally grayson talked me into it and uh i went to missouri bought a cheap little old i don't know it looked like one of them harnesses that you get when you buy a ladder stand <laughs> and uh i i you know figured it out figured i kind of liked it and ended up going big and got the got a nice setup and and i get down with it but man it sure i mean it sure don't beat sitting on a big fat cushion feet propped up you know when we were in oklahoma blake hunted out of the the uh saddle pretty much every set i hunted out of my lock on i had a saddle in a box but i knew like i said i i had that observation set once we figured out that spot was good, I knew we were going to hunt the same tree. And if you're going to hunt the same tree over and over and over again, I mean, you might as well be in the lock on the way right. I look at it. Yep. So it's a tool. And like when we were jumping around, I hunt out of my climber because I'm a big climber hunter in South Carolina. You got to climb out of sight in a pine tree to be able to get out of their eyesight. So yep. we were doing the same thing. But like I said, it's just another tool in the toolbox, I think. I tell you what, now I heard a long time ago a fella say the hardest place he ever hunted was the bottoms of Mississippi. Uh, that was the hardest deer hunt he's ever hunted on. But I tell you what, coming from South Carolina and nothing against them Midwest deer, they slick. But I swear it takes two means of senses for them to figure you out. <clears throat> like one will bust me in the tree moving, they'll sit there and watch me and I'll stay still. And then finally they're like, all right, I'm cool with you, you know, and then they roll on. Man, you, you slap blinking eye in South Carolina and they or they smell you. From 310 yards, you're in the tree. You're like, wait a minute, is that a deer? That man didn't even know. That. You didn't even know he was there. And I mean, it. And it. God, oh my God. You're like, ain't no way he's blowing at me. Yeah, and, there ain't, ain't nothing else out here. He'd be blowing out. You check your wind, it's blowing right towards that deer at 342 yards. <laughs> oh my God. But I mean, I really do think that's something I really appreciate is is I, I get away with a little bit of movement, a little bit of, you know, scent-wise stuff. You know, I was talking to Kyle, and Kyle's like, I was like, Kyle, do you got to play to win? You know, how do you do it? He's like, I ain't never played to win. I'll what say that. <laughs> like Oklahoma, everybody gets pumped up by the wind. There wasn't no way to even check the wind because, I mean, we were going to be in that spot. But, I mean, deer come from every direction. Every, yeah. I mean, there's no way you can hunt the wind. 
I mean, I, I really think if if you had really, really pressured, and as we've seen, that area was not pressured, really, really pressured property, really, really pressured public, that stuff's going to really probably play a part. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it, where we were at, the deer would catch a wind or, or something. They might just come in from a different direction. Mm-hmm. They uh, figured it out quick. The duck hunters, I mean, oh yeah, Blake was seeing 10, 15 deer a sit and seeing a shooter every sit. 100%. And it went from 15 deer to, I don't, I don't think you've seen a deer the first sit or two after the duck hunters. I mean, it was. Yeah, I sat too. I sat a morning and an evening and didn't see a deer the whole time. Grayson texted me. He'd seen 37. And uh, so I was like, hang this up. And I got my stuff out and moved. But I definitely think South Carolina is a tough spot to be. But, I mean, I, I enjoy I do enjoy the deer hunting. But as far as next year, I'm, I'm going to do like normal. I'm going to get out early with the bow. I got me a brand new bow, so I'm going to try it out. My try man's to... saying the light again. <laughs> I, I've always been against the Matthews side of things. Like, yeah. if, uh, in my eyes. Not if, everybody can be winners. <laughs> <laughs> if you was to say, hey, man, are you a bow hunter? And I'd say, yeah, I bow hunt. And they say, me too. And when I ask them that next question of what bow you shoot, 89% of the time they're going to tell me a Matthews. So I was like, I ain't getting a Matthews. I'm going to shoot a Hoyt. I'm going to shoot an Elite. I'm going to shoot something. And then I finally started shooting one, and I'm OCD as can be. So I was like, you know what? I just might as well pick me one up. <laughs> but so far as uh, I don't know. We got I got a draw tag. I've been five years on a limited entry in Utah. How many years have you been putting in for Iowa? Five. Got five preference points for Iowa, so should draw Iowa next year. I would I would hope so at least. Anybody got his own five his land? His own five lands, yeah. Call me. <laughs> I got or, a couple of dollars in my pocket, not a whole lot, but yeah, a couple. Any any kind of uh, if you know any if you got any land you want to lease or anything, yeah. just let a man know. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean it's Iowa's uh it's a big deal. It's gonna be fun, hopefully. That's what everybody says it is. And that, that's going to be another learning experience. And that's hard to – you wait five years. Who Who was we watching with Primo's? Uh, wasn't it Primo's we was watching? Was it uh, Pickle or somebody? Lake. Lake, Lake Pickle yeah. and Jordan Blissett. Yeah. yeah. They, and they hunted Iowa and didn't shoot a deer that first sit mm-mm. or the first week they were there. And uh, and that that's an eye-opener for me, just like I was saying earlier. Just because it's Iowa don't mean nothing. Your buddy – he hunted Iowa public and said there was, I mean, the parking lots were full of people. So that's that's another thing that's going to gonna catch up to us soon, the way people are building up and the way lands are getting bought out and everything. It's coming a rich man's sport is what it's. Oh, no if doubt. you can't throw a couple thousand dollars at a, uh, at a deer lease and sick of camo and platinum F-250s, I mean, you ain't going to fit in out there. Nope. And and on top of that, the deer hunts. I mean, they're six, seven, eight thousand dollars for a four day deer hunt. Mm-hmm. And you got. I mean, they, it's hard for people like me and Blake. While we're using stuff, I mean, there's some people and there's some people that have to go on outfitted hunt because they can't kill a deer without an outfitted hunt. You know what I mean? All right. you and me are using is land. I mean, yeah. I. And there's I need, some people that that don't have the time to invest, yes. but they have the money, <clears throat> so they pay for that knowledge you know yes. what i'm saying and I, if you only have five days to kill a deer that is the way to go if money's right. not an issue that is the way to go but most times i mean we we two weeks out there by the time yep. you drive back and forth and all i mean we can find a deer it's just having a piece of property to find a deer right yep and if that deer if that piece of property is only going to house a 130 inch deer we're probably going to see him mm-hmm. but um, i mean if it's if there's not meant to be 180s on there you can keep looking all you want but there ain't going to be no 180 yeah you can you can take the best deer hunter in America and put him on a hundred acres and ain't got no deer and he can't kill one. You can take the worst hunter and put him on 
on a hundred acres and that's got plenty of deer yes, yes, and he's going to kill one, yes. you know? So it, it, you really got to, I guess, time and effort. You know, a lot of people say lucky and stuff. I, I really think it's time and effort that, that finally pays off. They just make me have to put in a lot of time and effort. Everybody talks about the horseshoe. I mean, I believe me and Blake work hard for a horseshoe. You know what uh, I mean? Now, but, now Daryl, I believe he's got two. I'm starting to figure him out. Just yeah. when I think he's only got one, I think he's got two. Yeah. I believe he got mine. Yeah. But uh, but no, no doubt we have to work hard and, and it all pays off in the end. But I don't know, man. It's going to be a fun year, especially uh, some job uh, job changes and all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if anybody knows me personally and knows my personal life, I was operator at a nuclear plant, been at the nuke plant for a while and about seven years in August. And uh, just recently, well, Oklahoma trip, you know. <laughs> Grayson told me there was a job offer at his plant, and I accidentally put in for it, accidentally, you know. Next thing you know, I accidentally got a job. <laughs> so me and him will be sitting under the same roof at work now, which is probably not going to be good for our careers. But no, I hope the IT ain't watching the search history. Yeah, it'll be probably good for the deer hunt. No. Maybe, maybe we can hold it together till about October when they fire us. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll take a good month and a half, two months off. We can sure enough yeah, kill right. some deer then. Unemployment might be up by then. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just want to – Get on here and talk a little bit about hunting. I know we was probably going to spark a few interests once we started off with is South Carolina the worst deer hunting state. But uh, overall, you know, we, I think we proved it in our talking here that when you see in 25, 30 deer sit and have seven shooters in boat range, I mean, yeah. you I hunted mean, South Carolina a lot more in Oklahoma. How many shooters do you have in boat range? About three. Yeah. And they're hanging in your room back there. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you, you, you spend however long you spend, say – uh, and and nothing against baiting, uh, we can do it. So might as well. And the farmers are making a killing on it. You, if you put, I don't know what's corn now, twelve dollars, thirteen dollars a bag. You put out say ten bags a month. I mean, how much money is that? And then you finally see that one deer you're wanting, but he he's nighttime every day, but one day, and you was at work, you know. And you're hunting one shooter, and he might be 115 inches, 117 inches. And there's there's a few 130, 140s that slip up, you know, refuge land, public land. Uh, somebody's been growing a deer on minerals for the past seven years, and, and you hunt that deer for every year, and then you finally kill him. Yeah, 100%. We go out state, spend a week, and possibly kill a bigger deer than we hunted all year, <laughs> you know. So it's a you know it's all on what you want. If you want to stay home and try to shoot a farm deer, you know that that you've been watching for three or four years, I'm all for that too. But uh, but I really like expanding my horizons. If everybody did it the same way, it wouldn't be no fun. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I'm sure y'all hear a lot more of these coming soon, and and we got a lot of of I don't know prep work will be a, definitely a good one coming uh, about what we got working for the season coming. And I feel like know, we could have a season. conversation about what what we learn from one year to play into the other yeah I, I i do a lot of public land hunting and i don't like sitting in the same tree over and over and over again yeah. i feel like you could uh stuff that was learned this year you can apply to next year and it'll help you kill kill a deer and that might be what we do we we well we'll poll out and see what people want i have a few people tell me what they like what might want to hear might want to learn and we could sit down and really ponder on on how we take this little bit of knowledge or this little piece of game knowledge while we were hunting and put it into play for next year's you know advantage what's going to make that hunt that you almost killed a deer on be a hunt that you killed a deer on yep exactly but we'll have a we'll have a lot more of this deer hunting stuff i know it's a spent shells podcast and this is going to be you know kind of like a 
unknocked arrow podcast well, but it'll it's good stuff anyways but but we'll have a lot more coming to you and i'm sure you'll be seeing a lot more of me and grayson since we're gonna uh we're gonna be corporate buddies but <laughs> this has been another spent shells podcast grayson i appreciate you hopping on here and talking a little bit of deer and uh i'm sure we can sit down and talk another two three hours about it but uh maybe these people will jump along with us and watch a video or two and, and see how we really get along we can do it <laughs> But all right, man, I appreciate it, and I appreciate y'all tuning in. Until next time, later.